You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I am Heather Carroll. And I'm Marcus Ashlock. And we're your hosts this morning for Real Presence Live. Thank you for joining us wherever you are today in our listening area. It's a beautiful day here in Sioux Falls where we're broadcasting from today. And we have a stellar lineup of great things happening in our area. We really do. Yeah, I'm really excited. We just got done talking with a couple of uh, moms from St. Lambert's who have started a family holy hour. Mm. So giving the children freedom to be as noisy as they want during holy hour and not worry about disrupting others. And I just think that is such a beautiful thing, Mm -hmm. such a beautiful thing to uh, provide the parishioners of St. Lambert's. And maybe some other listeners in Sioux Falls might travel over there for their adoration. I would think so, just inquisitively, you know, like I wonder how it's going. Yeah, yeah, so beautiful. So we're going to move on to Abigail Carter. Good morning, Abigail. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. I'm happy to be here. So tell the listeners a little bit about who you are. Uh, So I grew up in southeast Iowa, so I'm a transplant to Sioux Falls. Okay. Lived here about two years ago. Um, I'm working over at the cathedral. I'm their director of faith formation over there, and I actually just got married about three weeks ago. Well, so. congratulations. Thank you. Beautiful. So, um, how did you get into uh, working with your faith? How did that become a job? Well, I actually went to school for chemical engineering. That <laughs> was okay. not what I was originally so, going to uh-huh, go into. A lot of theology in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, so I went to Iowa State University, studied okay. chemical engineering, and also worked part-time for their youth ministry program at the parish in huh. town there. Uh-huh. Um, met some great people. Didn't even realize that that was something that I could go into. Right. Um, the parish that I grew up in didn't have as much of a youth ministry program. Okay. We just had the... Religious ed classes mm-hmm. every Wednesday, and that was about it. So I didn't really know that that was something I could go hmm. into. And Interesting. Caught the bug and loved <laughs> it and thought, well, if the Holy Spirit wants me to do it, then I guess I'll give it a shot. So wow. when I graduated, I applied for both types of jobs, engineering and ministry. And no kidding. Ministry was what God gave me. Wow. So. Here I am. That's amazing. <laughs> well, they, may, they might let you start a lab somewhere at the cathedral. They've got a lot of extra rooms up there. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, right. You know. <laughs> got science experiments going on. Right. I'm sure Father Morgan would appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, he would. So you, how long have you been doing that then? Did you uh, say? I've been working in ministry for about four years, I think. Okay. I was at a parish in Sioux City for a couple of years and then moved up here. So talk about the importance of community within your parish and especially for young adults. Um, So when I moved up here, one of the things that I asked Father Morgan about when I started was, you know, is there a young adult group? Mm -hmm. Is there something that I can get involved in? You must have moved during COVID. Yes, I moved, um, would have been August, September. Okay. Kind of right after the the initial surge Mm -hmm. of COVID. So I had been working from home living by myself Mm -hmm. when I was at work, I was not completely isolated, but I I struggled to find Mm -hmm. community. And so when I moved up here, that was something that I really wanted to focus on because I noticed how much it affected me and just me personally, but also my faith life too. Mm -hmm. So when I moved up here, Father Morgan and I talked about it and he said, if that's something that you want to, that you're interested in, go for it. So 
Um, I had, um, I think I had a game night at my apartment. <laughs> I made pulled pork sandwiches and mm-hmm. we played board games. There were six of us. All right. And it was people that I had kind of gotten to know when I first moved up here. Um, the cathedral, in my experience, has been an awesome place of community even before I got up here, before I started working. There was a, a family in the parish that invited me over for dinner. Nice. Um, so community has been a really a really positive thing in my life and helping me in my faith life, too, because mm-hmm. we're, we're made for community. We're made to mm-hmm. be with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I, I've talked with Eric Gallagher, who is in charge of our... Um, they keep changing their titles, but he's in charge of the young adults and the youth for the diocese. Right. And um, at one time we were talking, and he was talking about some of the fruits of the pandemic, you know, and it's yeah. things that we never would have started until the pandemic hit, and we realized how important that community and relationship were. Absolutely. Because we lived without it. Right. Yeah, we, we didn't realize what we were missing until it was taken away from us for a yeah. little bit. Yeah. So how hard has it been? You said that there was already a sense of a community at Cathedral. So how hard was it to start the young adult group? Um, you know, I mean, there there's always challenges to finding community because mm-hmm. it's not like we're meant to be friends with every single person that we meet. So mm-hmm. it's not like just an instant connection right. of like, hey, you're my friend now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think having those kind of core families that I knew that I could go to and say, hey, I'm starting this. Do you know of anybody that is interested or looking? Um, I networked with Eric a little bit, and he helped me get to know a few people so that I I kind of had at least a handful of people that I could give information to and invite Mm -hmm. them to things. Mm -hmm. And then it just kind of... It, we've always had a policy of if you want to bring a friend, bring a friend or five. I don't yeah. care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you yeah. have do you have something going on a regular basis, on a weekly basis, or a monthly basis? We do. We have. So we started out just doing kind of monthly social events, mm-hmm. um, mostly revolving around sharing a meal together. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would do kind of a potluck style dinner, and then. Um, so actually, we're we're having one tonight at the cathedral where we have dinner at. I think six with a potluck, and then we go up for the pirate, the parish adoration hour mm-hmm. at seven. So there's an element of community building mm-hmm. and meeting people. If someone's coming in, you know, we we get a lot of people that I get emails from people that say, "I just moved to Sioux Falls. Is there anything yeah. that I can do?" So um, inviting them for dinner, and then anyone that would like to go up for adoration um, can do that, or we just sit in the parish hall and kind of chit chat and mm-hmm. people kind of naturally find the their their group of people that they find things mm-hmm. in common with so it's been really cool to just sit back and watch that too well and what i love about the young adult group at the cathedral is that it's not just cathedral right uh my daughter's even ended up at the young adult group several times mm-hmm. um with i think Teresa or lucia i'm not sure anyway <laughs> but she's ended up there and we're christ the king parishioners and so mm-hmm. that's what i love about our community here in sioux falls is that if a parish is doing something really cool, they don't care that the rest of us pop in and yeah. invade their space. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's like we have That's such right. an open community here <clears throat> in Sioux Falls that if one parish is doing something great, the Cathedral Young Adults is a great group. Other people are going to go where the yeah. good stuff is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, each parish kind of has their own thing mm-hmm. that 
they do really well or a couple yeah. of things that they do really well. Well, and I think you've hit on a good point. You don't have to be everything for everybody. You can right. pick one thing that you do very well mm-hmm. and be that parish. Yeah, because when you have so many different options going mm-hmm. on, then people just get overwhelmed and then they don't go to anything. Right. Yeah, so. yeah that's true. Yeah, so if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Abigail Carter. She works for the cathedral here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And we're talking about forming a Catholic community, uh, specifically the cathedral young adults community. Um, So Teresa had said that you um, have found ways to create a community naturally. So can you talk a little bit about what she's talking about? Um, The biggest thing that I noticed, so for me personally, I tend to not be very extroverted meeting new people that's just same that's just not my personality <laughs> um so i i struggled when i got out of college because i went from this awesome newman center community mm. into working in a parish where i wasn't surrounded by peers all the time mm-hmm. so it was really hard to find a community and i noticed um how hard that was mm-hmm. so in coming up to Sioux Falls and kind of wanting to restart, refresh, um, the the things that I found the most joy in when I when I had that community around me was sharing meals together, mm-hmm. um, inviting someone to go to mass with you if you're going to go to mass by yourself, or just saying, "Hey, I'm going to go to the farmers market on Saturday. If anybody <laughs> wants to come with me, like, yeah, you're welcome to. Mm-hmm. We we can meet at this spot. We can get coffee." Mm-hmm. Um, whatever whatever your interests are is to just kind of be open to finding people that are also interested in those same things and, well, and I, letting it grow. What I'm hearing from you is you're just inviting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. I think uh, there's a book here that talks about um, the way our fathers, our founding fathers, used to evangelize. And it goes into great depth about um, they were friends and they did a lot of things together. They had meals together. They, you know, were mm-hmm. in the market together. They, you know, worked together and lived close to each other and mm-hmm. they were neighborly. And so we're so absorbed into our screens and our work and right. our home lives that we stopped inviting. Mm-hmm. And I think we also kind of forgot how to just talk to people. Amen. Mm-hmm. Because we're so. Like right? we're we're good at talking with our thumbs. Yeah, <laughs> right. it's so awkward. Yeah, but yeah. To just to sit down and have a face to face conversation with somebody mm-hmm. right. and not be distracted. Yeah, yeah. It's it's become quite the challenge, and it's like we have to retrain ourselves to be a community. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like just invite, and I and then I love that that you're just open. And you're just inviting people to join you. Yeah. I mean, the the first potluck that we had at the cathedral, we had a whole round table of about nine people that all came by themselves. Mm-hmm. And they were the last ones to leave because oh, they were just it. sitting there chit-chatting. They found mm-hmm. something in common. And now that group of people is my core group of friends here. Wow. Because we just sat down and started talking and let things happen naturally rather than... Yeah. You know, as soon as you show up, you think every, everybody's going to be your best friend, and then it gets weird. <laughs> and then, <laughs> well, and, and maybe not having it all planned out. You just, right. you know, we're just meeting for supper, and what happens, what happens. Yeah. How and many people show up normally? Um, we, we range anywhere between 20 and 40 people mm. on a given month, just kind of depending on what people's schedules are like. We have a lot mm-hmm. of people that are teachers, a lot of people that work in healthcare. 
Mm-hmm. And so scheduling is mm-hmm. is a struggle sometimes. Mm-hmm. So just having that open door and whoever comes, great. We're not focused on the numbers. We just want to build a community. And it says young adults. What are you, what are your age groups when you think um, of young adult? Typically, young adults is anyone in their twenties and thirties. Mm. Um, so that's not us. But, no. <laughs> <laughs> but we we certainly don't turn anybody away if you know mm. they're barely outside of a barely though right. of a a rough age age. I'm wave. 52, but I identify as 26. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to ID people when they're coming in. So if you want to have dinner, that's fine. <laughs> Just bring good food. <laughs> well, folks, we're going to take a quick break when we come back more with Abigail Carter and talking about forming a Catholic community naturally. So stay tuned. More Real Presence Live right after this break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Have you ever worried about someone's salvation, especially one who died by suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. Sometimes the state of their soul seems to cause us fear for their eternal fate. They die in what seems to be a hopeless state of sin and unrepentance. However, Jesus says in 1698 of the Diary of St. Faustina that what looks hopeless to us is in fact not so. He says that many times the soul illuminated by a ray of his final grace turns to him in the last moment to receive complete forgiveness of all sin and punishment, although we see no external signs of this. Wow! We can see why Jesus said that divine mercy is mankind's last hope of salvation. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Marcus Ashlock. And we are your hosts today broadcasting from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's a beautiful day here. Uh, We've just had such great weather lately. I'm Mm -hmm. enjoying spring. I suppose spring means something different to you growing up in Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, it, it actually lasts a lot longer down there, but uh, and you know it's it's rainy there too. But the humidity 
down south is what really hurts every day. Yeah, because so. he was he was talking about a, uh, some his uh, his goddaughter playing baseball, and I'm like, do they have indoor stuff? Because this was like. <laughs> March? Yeah. And I'm like, really? They're outside. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) Well, and she's like, I can't believe you're outside. It's so cold. I'm like, I'm from Arkansas. You know, spring starts at the end of February, 1st of March. Well, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Abigail Carter. She uh, works for the cathedral here in Sioux Falls, and we're just talking about uh, the importance of community, creating community, doing it authentically, doing it naturally, and... uh, we're kind of focusing on the young adult group that um, mm-hmm. has started at the cathedral. So, for us elderly people, about <laughs> your time. <laughs> if people can't tell, Abigail, you're very young. You're, I'm going to say, in your early twenties. I'm in my mid twenties. Yes. Your mid twenties. So, um, can you share with us some do's and don'ts when it comes to young adults and community and creating culture? Yeah. I think the biggest do, I guess, would just be to be yourself, especially as, I mean, young adults are any age group. You know, we were drawn to people that we can tell they're being authentic mm-hmm. and they're not trying to impress people. Like we're, we're not there to impress anybody. We're mm-hmm. there to see Jesus in other people mm-hmm. and allow him to love us, but then share that love with other people. So, mm. um, I think it's for me it's always really apparent when I can when I meet someone like that person has a relationship with Jesus mm. because they're being authentic and they're not trying to be somebody that they're not. Mm. Um so I think that's a big part of building community whether you're the one quote in charge of doing that mm-hmm. or not um is just to look for Jesus in other people. Mm. I think is a big a big part of that's great advice for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially in this day and age where it's all about Instagram and TikTok and your mm-hmm. presence that other people think that's who you are. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. And we, we have a, a formation component of our young adult group um, that meets every Monday night. We do like a video discussion kind of group. Um, and just this past Monday, we were talking about how hurtful it is to fall into that comparison game Mm -hmm. because when you're scrolling you're you're seeing the highlights of someone's life someone's polished highlights the very perfect part of themselves and even what you see isn't exactly what actually happened Mm -hmm. and you know someone in a picture the good stuff on facebook Mm. (laughs) (laughs) well and and i you know i've had facebook for years and then last year in 21 for lent i gave up facebook for for lent and Mm -hmm. then i deleted it after lent was over and i've had more enjoyment in my life in the last year or so without Facebook because it was really, it was really affecting me because mm-hmm. of all the, the thing I hated was all the political stuff that was going yeah. on and I just hated reading all of that. And yeah. plus I thought my friends knew the difference between there, there and there and that really <laughs> drove me crazy. So, but. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. So what are some don'ts? Um, I think a big thing to not do is to try and force a community. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, because yeah. just cramming people in a room and telling them to talk about something is awkward. 
And <laughs> right. <laughs> and especially when you're like me and you're introverted and you don't want to just sit and make small talk with somebody. Yeah, that's not fruitful. You just sit in the corner and you're like twiddling your thumbs. What do yet? I do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I think just starting small but not forcing it. You know, I've, I've been on either end of it where, you know, someone reaches out and says, hey, you want to get coffee? Um, whether it's through the parish or when I was in college or whatever, and then you get there and it's just not, you don't click. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, I mean, that's life. Yeah. And so, that and, it, it doesn't need to be, you know, a dating relationship for you to say, well, this right. isn't working. Like, I mean, like I said earlier, we're not all meant to just be friends with everybody. We're called right. to love everybody, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that we have to be best friends with everybody. Right. So it sounds like you're managing your expectations. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of people don't spend their time doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that ends up creating a lot of disappointment. But mm-hmm. I think what you're doing is you're just putting yourself out there and the group out there. Mm-hmm. And if there's nine people, there's nine people. If there's right. 40, that's great. But you're just open. Yeah. Well, and you brought up a couple of times this this difference between introversion and extroversion. If you create a space for people to know that they don't have to go in and give a speech in front of people, that they can show up, have a great meal, and participate to the level that they want, then they're more apt to to join in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even with our formation group, too, we have a couple of people that, you know, they they give an answer to every question, and there's some people that they are, they gain so much just from Mm -hmm. sitting and listening to other people's stories. Yeah. And I think that's a big benefit of community, too, is we learn so much from other people's experiences. Um, so we, we can just sit and talk about our lives mm-hmm. and not feel like we need to have our guard up all the time. Right. right. Well, and, and I'm an extrovert. And the one thing that I've learned is how to be quiet, whereas an introvert learns how to speak up more, mm-hmm. you know? And so, uh, it goes both ways. You can realize you can be your own cringy self every once in a while. <laughs> wow, I've over participated too much. So, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, and I think it's interesting how the first interview with uh, the Holy Hour for Families is tying into this young adult group. Mm-hmm. And what I'm seeing that's linking the two of them is just do it. Yeah. Well, and be yourself. Yeah. Be yeah. your authentic self. You know, yeah. I mean. Because I'm taking what you're saying and I'm thinking, okay, how can I implement that into my 40-year-old life? Mm-hmm. And just inviting and being present for other people. And inviting people to do things. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a concept. <laughs> yeah, because this, this way of forming community certainly isn't limited to young adults. Yeah. I mean, anybody can say, hey, like, I you, I haven't seen you around in a while. Like, let's grab coffee. Let's grab mm-hmm. dinner. Or, I mean, even just an invitation to, you know, if you know a couple or a family mm-hmm. that is just really busy all the time, maybe offer to watch their kids so they can go out on a date night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just little ways to support other people in whatever it is that they're going through. Because yeah. community, I think, is a big benefit, especially when we're dealing with stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And we have people to lean on, and we don't feel like we have to do things alone. Yeah. Well, and, and offering people that expectation that they don't have to come every time you meet. Right. It's like... I think there's a fear that, oh, if I show up once, then that means I have to put it on my schedule and show up every time that they're there. But if you're available to come in any time that you want, Mm -hmm. then it's okay to have an excuse not to be there. Yeah, and I I mentioned that in our our email newsletter that goes out 
every couple weeks, once a month, I say, you know, try it out. You're on this email list. That doesn't mean you have to come to everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's crazy how we've lost our sense of community in a way um, mm-hmm. in this new day and age. So, Friendship of Our Fathers, great book to read. Um, it talks about community and how right. we have changed in the new evangelization has a new view. And that's exactly what we're kind of talking about is new ways of forming community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to maybe kind of put yourself out there mm-hmm. and think about ways that maybe you can start, you, you know, I think sometimes we, we're also getting into the, uh, the portion where we might be missing something in our lives. And instead of wishing there was something there, have the courage to just create it yourself mm-hmm. right? within your own parish, obviously right. with the priest's permission. <laughs> <laughs> and even if, I mean, not every quote unquote ministry needs to be sponsored by a parish. Like if you mm-hmm. want to just start a Bible study in your mm-hmm. living room, like That's if you, true. if you have a group of friends that are all like-minded and want to get together and grow in your faith together, mm-hmm. then just, Go yeah, for it. Be like creative. Once mm-hmm. a week, once a month, just have people over, pray, yeah. read some scripture, right? Pray the rosary. Yeah. Watch yeah. watch a a show on formed or you know whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't have to be so on, formal. On so Thursdays scripted. at seven, we're gonna have <laughs> right. we're gonna have this meeting mm-hmm. at the parish. Here's I mean, the itinerary for our meeting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I. I don't remember the last time I wrote an itinerary mm-hmm. for awesome. any of our young mm-hmm. adult things. I think I might have done it once and didn't use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, and that's the way I'm in. Just, it's a guide. Here's where mm-hmm. we're starting. Here's where we want to end. And whatever happens, happens as long as we enjoy ourselves. Yeah. 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 So. Any last thoughts? We have a break coming up here in a minute. Um, I think the biggest thing is just balance. Mm. You know, when you're when you're looking for a community, especially in being able to just kind of sit back and watch the the young adult group grow mm-hmm. at the commu- mm-hmm. at the cathedral. I mean, I'm participating in it, but it's kind of nice to just step back and watch it. Yeah. Um, but there's always a balance, I think, in formation and growing your faith, growing in your faith together and mm-hmm. just having community social yeah. time. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. There's there's a balance there where you know we can learn about our faith and we can grow deeper in our faith but we also sometimes just want to hang out and play board games and that's okay um because they they feed off of each other Mm -hmm. and when Mm -hmm. you when you trust the people that you're around you can kind of let your guard down and yeah be able to see the holy spirit working through them too right Abigail, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. It was. Mm-hmm. All right, folks, we got to take a hard break. So when we come back, Rhonda Ke- Kelsey will be here to share with us Love is the Mission. So stay tuned. More Real Presence Live right after this. 